All right. We're into another episode of news. We have some heated debates today. Flights, saving the turtles, and also a popular local recipe change. We'll talk to you. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I want a showboat. But I gotta go, bro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years. Would I ever drink a Michelob? Oh no, they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm, what an elegant species. And you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it. Smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast. If you like to wait two hours for one growler, you come to the right place. And if you need someone to mule your beers, Moe's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach. Now that's commitment, and that's the difference between Ben, Moe, and you. So up your vocabulary and grab a beer, because this is noobed. Correct. Noob. This is noobed. This is noobed. This is noobed. Hey, we're back with Noob. I'm your host, Boston Beer Benny. Joining me today, my awesome, awesome, awesome co-host, Moses Malone and T. Dersh, Dr. Dersh. What's going on, brother? That was three awesomes, in case you didn't catch that. That's, yeah. that's how awesome I think you guys actually are. That's how you know we're at least three beers in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're way in. We're, we're way in. I can tell you. So today we got a great show for you, uh, as we always do. We will discuss... Uh, whether or not we think flights are a good option at local breweries. Uh, one brewery down in Florida is trying to save the sea turtles with their can toppers. We'll talk about a popular local beer, maybe the beer of the year, that had their recipe changed uh, recently, supposedly. Allegedly. Maybe. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Everything's allegedly. And uh, we'll end it, as always, with Shelf of the Week. Um, we might actually have something else to talk about, but we'll see. So we'll start it, as always, guys. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, right now, what do we got? Greater Good Smooth. Smooth. With three O's. Yeah. Was this it three O's? No, their, no, 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 no. You shorted them an O, four. dog. Yeah. Four O's. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe you couldn't feel that's a four O smooth. <laughs> that's a four O smooth for sure. I, all day. My ears off. I, I've had an ear infection the past couple of days. Makes sense. All right. This well, was uh, my radio show, uh, show for the week, a couple weeks ago. Um, again, alleged radio show. Ale- alleged radio <laughs> show, the, the Lost Tapes. <laughs> Noob, the Lost Tapes. Uh, this is oh, part of dear. their 8 is the New 5 series that Great and Good is doing. They are trying to turn every 5% beer they have into an 8% beer. So a pretty cool uh, idea for them out of Worcester. They'll be at EBF coming up too, which we might sneak a little uh, preview uh, breaking news in there. Absolutely. Uh, but we'll start the show off with a heated debate that we had before the show. An article came out recently. I'm not sure of the source. Maybe Mo can point to that source. No, I won't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but a couple local breweries, the, the debate has come up. Are flights a good thing or a bad thing for breweries, guys? I know we talked about it off air. 
I want to get your take on this because there has been a couple breweries now that are speaking out that flights are not the way to go for local breweries. Mo works at a brewery, obviously. Todd and I drink at breweries. I mean, I think we're probably more qualified. So what are your what are your real feelings on this? Because I, I know my opinion, but I want to know yours. First off, and Todd, you can lead off if you want. I just want to point out craftbeer.com. Was where the article was from. Great out, great, yep. uh, great Beautiful. website. Thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, a little shout out. You got to cite your sources, you know. Absolutely. Thanks. Earn where were you, Todd? I'm sorry. Sorry to add. I think it depends on which way you're coming at it. Yeah. You know, like from the consumer side, um, I do believe that there's an aspect of like not being able to enjoy maybe something less than five ounces yeah. to to a degree, but at the same time, like you feel like you've accomplished something when you've left. Because you've tried the maximum amount of beers, you yep. know. Um, but it's interesting. The more that I drink with other people, I find that they they actually don't get the flights because they enjoy just like sipping on one beer. And yeah, and I've started to appreciate that a lot more. I uh, I'll get my thought in before Mo because Mo works. Mo will get the uh, the viewpoint from the other side. Yeah. I know I'm one of those people that enjoys a full pint. When I go to a place, I pick a beer based on my knowledge of what I read on the menu, and I want to enjoy that beer, good or bad. I, I drink it to the bottom because I've said in the past that you can't really make a judgment on a beer uh, until you get to the bottom of the glass, and I do that all the time with Untapped. I search for it, and I leave it there until I finish the last sip because you just don't know. Um, that's my thoughts on it, and plus I... I don't know if it's like a subconscious thing where I don't want to inconvenience the staff as far as pouring a flight um, or if I just am set in my ways and I think I'm going to make the best choice when I choose a beer. But but that's what it is. That's what I like to do. I like to drink one full pint throughout. Mo, what you got? I'm not, I'm not a huge flight guy when I go to a brewery. Like mm-hmm. I, I get them from time to time. Um, definitely the first time I go to a place, it's something that you kind of lean on a little bit. It gives you an opportunity to to try a bunch of their beers, especially if you're brewery hopping or if you have like you know a long day of drinking ahead of you. You know, if you want to try a bunch of beers from the brewery, it gives you that opportunity. Um, I see what Todd was talking about as far as it being you know different depending on how you look at it from a business perspective. You know, you you you're potentially, and again, I, I stress the word potentially leaving money on the table mm-hmm. because if you're selling somebody a flight for $10, you're not selling them four pints at $7 a pint. And you know, that's 28 versus 10. I mean, that's a huge difference if you're doing that all night. Um, but as far as working at a brewery, I see a, a huge uh, population coming in for flights. I mean, that's, that's a very popular way to drink beer. And as long as you're, flight like each beer is more than a few ounces i i don't have a problem with it i think in our our flights are five ounces at can heat i think that's enough to to decide whether or not you like a beer Mm -hmm. maybe it's not enough to say like this is my favorite beer in the world like ideally like like you said ben i'd like to get to the bottom of a of a pint before i decide like oh that you know that was really enjoyable you know, sometimes your third sip, it's like, well, I get something in the beer now that I didn't have my first two sips. I didn't get that bitterness, but now it's there. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I think five ounces is probably right around the cutoff that you need to be able to decide just whether or not you like it. Yeah, and, and would just... have a full pour. And the idea is get your flight, 
spend your 10, 12, $15 or whatever on the flight. And then, you know, you pick your favorite beer from that flight and then you, you move on to the full pour at that point. So I, you potentially wouldn't be leaving that much money on the table if I get a $10 flight and then a $6 pour. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, that's a pro move, obviously we're, we're brewery hoppers. So, but just to, to circle back that craftbeer.com article, uh, they reference a quote from Janine Katayama from Haynes Brewing Company. I'm, I'm not familiar with where that is, but Me neither. she cites that consumers want to compare beers and switch back and forth between brews within a flight, yet one, flavors linger and mix to their palate, two, carbonation and character changes at different rates, and three, flavors change with temperature. All of those things are very true. Sure. Uh, but in my opinion, the person that's coming to your brewery for the first time and ordering a flight wouldn't notice those things anyway. Probably not. I think most likely not. But at the same time, it brings me to like a question of like, should they keep it at three to four um, beers in the flight so that way you're encouraged to... You know, because like I feel like the more you get, like if you get up to like five, maybe they get a little bit longer, yeah, or higher in in numbers, then all of a sudden you may not have like <laughs> the need to to go after like a pint afterwards, but maybe <clears throat> try to approach it from a standpoint of like here's your tasters, mm -hmm. figure out what you need to take a sip of and start to because I think sometimes it's even the approach right of like how you sell it because I'm looking at it from a business standpoint and not just consumer because yeah. I also want to be sold as a consumer when I'm there yeah. I actually really would like the other per the person give me on your the recommendation like tell me, tell me and sure. own it you know um, I, I really get discouraged when people sometimes don't like to me that's like let me take my job and go I've had these things and, and this is what I can recommend for you. And, and again, I know that it's going to be different based on the person, but at the same time, I really love when people are like, I like this and I've owned what I liked and, and yeah. here you go. I when do that you, all the time. When I go to restaurants, I ask what what the chef would prefer me get. You know, like I go to a lot of cheese places. I ask, you know, what kind of cheese do you like? Yep. I like to try new things. Definitely. Not everyone's like that. And sometimes the waiter will give you the most expensive <laughs> dish on the menu because they're trying to make right. a tip. But beers are all priced relatively the same. So when you first presented this as a as a topic to to bring up on the podcast, my, one of my first thoughts was um, just from selling beer and going to stores and talking to some of the buyers that you know that stock the shelves in their stores. Um, a lot of people, a lot of owners, are running into this whole tick mentality that that people have when they're buying a beer you buy a beer once you tick it off your list you check yeah. it in on untapped and now you have no reason to ever purchase that beer again yep you know you, you literally just a one-time purchase and then that's it what i thought i was going to say was you know you buy a flight you're buying a flight for two three or four dollars for one of those little pours and then you're never coming back to that beer again yeah you know you've, you've ticked it off your list i, I don't need to try this, that, this, and you're getting at basically a discounted price. Um, but what I see a lot of people who get flights, if your if your product is good, they're gonna they're gonna order more, and you might actually even get somebody to come back a second time based on that one flight. Because maybe I didn't go to the brewery to have four, five, six beers that night. Maybe I just wanted a flight and a pour, but then I liked three beers in that flight. So now I have to go back to that brewery because. Mm -hmm that you know mango double or that 
brute IPA or whatever it was like I, I need to try that and I didn't you know I didn't get around to it that time so we see a lot of return people coming back for that reason and coming from like upstate New York with the Finger Lakes there's 50 to 100 Tons, um, right? wineries on one road so what I kind of look at start to look at is not that the breweries are really condensed like that and unless you go to like Portland you can kind of like um, brewery hop but if people are going to go out for a day, sometimes they like to make the trip to Can Heat yeah. and to Troy City, and then let's maybe drive out to Providence. Or if you're out in the Providence area, you'll take the trip to Warwick or West Warwick and, and do that. Yep. So I often find that the flight at least gives those people the option that are knowing they're going to go into like a wine tour type situation that they get to try everything in that day. And granted, like at night, I'm, we're not there taking care of them while they're... Um, <laughs> you got a up. massive it, headache and, yeah, and, and, and their stomach doesn't stand that but at least that gives that, that them an option and when you start to see Rhode Island put to, put together these these brew tours I think that flight option is good for those people that are like let me maximize this situation yeah and you know every beer fest in the world does a two ounce pour I mean that you know you, yeah. you go and you're trying world class beers two ounces a pop um you know, you got to think that you should be able to determine whether it's a good beer or a bad beer in the one sip that you get. You can always get back in line, I guess, and try it again. But um, that that says a lot to me that a brewer is one of the poor at a world class beer fest, two ounces at a pop. So they're not nervous about you point. mixing pallets and things like yep. that. But from the service side of thing, Mo, does it slow you down at the bar? Does it? Is it a real inconvenience for you? Is it? It it it's slower. Yeah. I mean, is it slower to pour four beers or one beer? It's slower to pour four, even if they're five ounce beers. Um, so I, I will say that definitely pouring a flight is more time consuming. And where our brewery is set up, we have 12 taps. We have six on one side, six on the other. But I have 10 beers on tap. So there's some beers that are only on one side, some beers that are only on the other yeah, side. It's a pain. So like you might be going back and forth depending on what people order. So like, yes, it is definitely time consuming. It can put you in the weeds if... You know, you take one group that comes in, like three or four guys, like, hey, what's going on? All first timers all want flights. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, like the 10 people on your corner of the bar, you're just not going to be able to talk to them for like five minutes because you're making four flights. So yeah. it is time consuming, um, but on, I think it's worth it, honestly. Like it's what people want because if you don't have that option, inevitably, and it's going to happen really quick, somebody's going to come in and be like, oh, do you guys do flights? And you, uh, no, we don't do flights. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say, but I will just my last point on this topic, Treehouse, Trillium, Proclamation. Correct me if I'm wrong. None of them do flights. No flights. You can get a taster pool. You can get tasters at some of these flight. places, but yeah. you can't get a four flight mm -hmm. four or three beer flight, four beer flight for a set price. Yeah. Nope. Not so, that I know. I mean, somehow they get away with it, but I think a lot of breweries just probably couldn't get away with it logistically. Yeah. Um, my opinion. But So that kind of opens up the conversation, and we'll lead that into our Facebook group, uh, NEWBD, New England Weekly Beer Discussion on Facebook. We'll post the article from uh, craftbeer.com, and you can kind of bruise through the article, browse through the article more more effectively than bruise. You could bruise. Uh, you yeah, could you bruise, bruise through it, like kind of tough it out. You yeah, know? and uh, that'll kind of give you – uh, the base of our thought, and let us know what you think too in there. Um, and we are yeah. diving into another half now, right? Yeah, I think. Open yeah. that up. Don't worry about the, the microphone. Yeah, can we mention that, it? So, yeah, go ahead. What you is double this? cream, get the honey. 
Mm. Ooh, get the honey. Double Dude. cream, get the honey. And that brings us into our next topic. Uh, a Florida nice. brewery is trying to make an impact on the environment. Uh, this is kind of a, a feel-good story, Mo, out of out of Florida. I know you said you don't care much for this. Oh, come on. <laughs> you blow me up, huh? All right. Yep. But All right. Uh, saltwater brewing in Florida has started an initiative where they are topping their six-packs with um, – I, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I know it's something that sea turtles can eat. Yeah, biodegradable things that can actually feed sea turtles. We've all seen the effects of the old plastic rings that go on six packs that can lead to like harmful images that we don't like to talk about in Sarah McLaughlin videos. Yeah. Um, well, that's more like dogs and stuff, but. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Well, it can happen to them too. Music semantics, <laughs> semantics well. Uh, but yeah, they get tangled up and it, it's just not a good effect in the in the environment. And saltwater brewing, uh, my guess is they're right on the right on the water. And Delray Beach, actually. There you go. Delray yeah. Beach is a, a beach town. So they are trying to make uh, an impact by by doing this. So what are your what are your thoughts on this? The rings are made of wheat and barley, for whatever that's mm. worth. So delightful. I would have to you guess that they're using byproducts from you know, the beer that they make, like how Trillium yeah. makes dog treats and yeah. a lot of places make dog treats out of them. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, Jess would kill me if I didn't say that I love this. So <laughs> I think I, that saving the animals is wonderful and it, I love it. But you don't even have, like, and I know you're, we're laughing at it and, and I know that you're you're a nice guy, I think, but. <laughs> wait, wait, you know that I'm you're, a nice you're, guy. You're a I cat think. guy. You're not a dog guy, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, like, so you I'm still. <laughs> Like you, maybe you don't really understand wow. like what wow. what saving the turtles means, but I'm getting uh, profiled right now. <laughs> but anyways, like it just makes sense. Like why not? Yeah. If yeah. if like it's doable and it's functional, let's let's go. Like I I, yeah. I I don't have anything other than that, and I know that might lead for a short topic, but it like no. just doesn't make as any long sense. as it's why functional. Not? It's functional. Be functional. Yeah. You I can mean, ask my wife. Everything it, has to be functional. If you've seen it, any. If you've been in any beer group at all, you've seen a picture of a guy that has stacks that he keeps the oh, plastic yeah. four-pack brewing. They go to, like, the ceiling. And they all talk about, like, how to repurpose them or how to use them to build something else. So they use them as Frisbees in the backyard for beer games. And they, you know, yeah. we've all done it with shares. We we bring four-packs. We yeah. bring them somewhere else and leave them at somebody else's house. This is just a way that you can throw it away and not feel bad about it. Not that I have ever – I recycle mine. I don't – do I really know what recycling does? No, no, I have no, no clue. clue. Um, but I do recycle mine as well. But I recycle mine, and you know, this is just another way for a beach town to make an impact. Because you would hate to be a beach town and know how much your byproduct affects your local environment, and see something on the news where, or even just walking along the beach one day and seeing one of your four pack toppers that like killed an animal or or harmed an animal in some way. That just sucks, you know. These That's things just... actually kind of look like uh, Craig's rice cakes that he brings in. Like it's that kind of consistency of like those circle rice cakes that you buy. Shout out to Craig, friends. I mean, it, I mean, kind of looks like cardboard. Yeah, a little it. bit. Yeah, yeah. It, look, it does look like cardboard, and uh, I mean, that's probably essentially what cardboard is. It's just actually in the arms of an angel. Oh my goodness! Wow. 
That was beautiful. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. Is that that's... a soprano? Is yeah, that just, a, uh... it was more like an alto. Okay, but... I'll give you an alto. Yeah, so I just showed one of the pictures of the turtle with like the, the ring Black around it. Black altos. Yeah. <laughs> we got all kinds of jokes on joke. this. I know, but it's for us. It's for the fans. Oh, it's for the... Well... So... Any, we... re- any reason to be potentially against this somehow? I... Because sometimes... I don't I don't see it but sometimes I've found when you when you look at this stuff... Um, sometimes the blueprint of manufacturing them yeah. can be rough. Like I, I know someone the decimating tried to... the grub population, Todd. <laughs> Yo, I'm just trying to share that. Like even with even with solar panels, yeah. I heard that sometimes the um, to get rid of the solar solar panels, it's it like can toxic actually waste it, it toxic. There's stuff yeah, associated with that. So then now I'm looking at like conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, well. No, I I see it. If making you know you're feeding now you have too many turtles and eventually you're gonna kill the turtles. Population anyway. control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're killing just as many number Could of be. turtles as as you would if you just. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta put a real the turtles to start walking. <laughs> There you go. And then, like, now you have teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. See, now so feed them beer and then... some ooze. I think the headline we're taking away from this: saltwater brewery responsible for teenage mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> yeah, that's like <laughs> that's the underlying headline. That, I, I thought it was be. a cool story, and anything. I mean, we talked so much up here about the environmental impact of, you know, Maine making a big influence on using Maine water and protecting the water systems. Um, Treehouse with their new facility being. Um, water efficient and they're trying not to waste any water whatsoever uh, what was the we we covered another one too that was almost zero water output i forgot what the brewery was but uh, no i can't think of everyone up head, here but... is making such a big a big focus on being environmentally friendly and and this is another step toward this so just a cool thing and hopefully I mean, I'm not saying hopefully. Maybe some other breweries pick up on it and, and try to do something similar. It's cool to see places like be aware of their footprint at yeah. the very least. You know? And a good way to hear about a brewery I probably know, never would have heard of in Delray Beach. So Yeah, you probably won't hear of them. If you're on vacation, head down there and uh, feed a sea turtle while you're at it. Okay. Just throw all the beers into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the ones that the no, labels no. didn't get approved. Yeah, Cut yeah, this. Cut yeah. This. Don't no, say no, any no. of that. Keep that. Keep that. Uh, <laughs> <You're> kidding. <laughs> and on to the uh, the next topic I had. Ah, uh, you know, this is this is one that's close to my heart, and I hope it's not true. Well, I have not yet confirmed this. I've reached out to them. Hmm. On uh, I've reached out to this company on Instagram. Have not received a reply not that i expect one um, well but, i mean we're part of the news media number one course. beer law podcast whatever, number whatever. One beer law number one breaking news beer podcast yeah. on, on iTunes. We're basically beer advocates like top yeah spot to release breaking news so, so there's been rumors I mean, that a company out of portland maine bissell brothers you may or may not have heard of it if you listen to our podcast their flagship ipa is substance uh, they are known for Swish. A lot of people will know Swish is their big double IPA that they put out every year that people go wait in lines for. The Unsung Hero, my uh, 2018, 2017 beer of the year, Substance, I believe, was... 2017? Oh, yeah, yeah, it might have been. I think it was 2017 beer of the year. Yeah, yeah you're probably right on Substance. that. It just seems like forever ago. Uh, it's been rumored that they changed the recipe, and uh, I'm trying to get this verified. I've looked at a couple different spots. I've actually reached out to Bissell themselves to see if they made any edits to the recipe. But uh, we had some friends, some people who I trust their beer palate uh, pretty, pretty extensively. They went up to Portland this past weekend, had 
substance at a bunch of different locations. Said it didn't just, it quite just didn't taste right. And then I had a couple cans that they brought back that were just a week, a week and a half old. Um, really, really did not taste right. I didn't get that brininess. Uh, I got a lot of extra bitter notes that I don't usually get. And it didn't quite have the feel. Uh, Mo, you just made a gesture. What did we? Nothing. I got. I saw a, a headline that really grabbed attention, okay. and I clicked it, and it was it was clickbait. Oh, gotcha. It was. It said Bissell Brothers clone recipe, oh. and it was like very recently written. So yeah. I was like, oh, maybe they like tried something, or yeah. they did like an alternate version or something no, that we just didn't hear about. But no, nah, it was just like no, somebody posting. He owns has a virus. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this podcast has been infected. If yeah, you download it. If you're yeah. listening if you're to this. Listening, Good for we're you. alive. <laughs> <laughs> they have not Save taken us. over. Yeah, so I, that's crazy. I would hate to hear. I, I mean, I don't know. But your what did, feelings? What did you? What did you taste then? What I tasted that I got an extreme. It almost reminded me of some beers that I've had from Trillium that have had the the harsher bitterness at the front, uh, which leads me to believe hopefully it was just a bad batch. That's really, really what I'm hoping. Um, and not that it's a recipe change, but I don't know. I don't know have they ever like. had a bad batch, though? That's I my mean, real that's question. Like, that's what makes me think that yeah. they did it on purpose. Yeah, that's kind but of why. Why on purpose? So it doesn't. It, that doesn't make sense to me at all, though. You don't I change know. your flagship no, beer. You don't change something. I, but very, I'm not suggesting bad. that. I'm just saying sometimes there's an a slightly off batch, and I mean, with the amount of beer that they can produce. Are you going to let that go to waste? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I quality mean, control. Maybe they thought it was close enough, maybe. where they were like, "We can release this and feel good about it. It's not bad beer." Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing it's not and bad just, beer. Just to reference, this was from the can as well as the multiple spots that people were at. So yeah. we're not just talking about lines potentially being. Yeah, um, no, we're talking know, important, important multiple right? sources. So I want to make sure that it was both locations. of them that seemed to be off. And not just, uh, you know, where people were being served. Yeah, I even had two cans that supposedly were purchased on two different days in the same weekend. and Same brew day? Probably the same brew day. I would guess. And then they had kegs probably also from the same brew day. Right. So I I can't speak to if it was just a bad batch. If anyone out there has, has heard something, has tasted something different... Call in. Uh, I <laughs> I urge you to get your hands <laughs> on cool. some substance scans that are recent and check the uh, check the recipe. Check if you think it matches the old substance. Because now now I have a can in my basement that I might just hold on to forever. And yes. maybe and maybe you don't expect them to admit it. Maybe no. you yeah, do because they well maybe well, but, but maybe you do you. because sometimes it's yeah. like hey guys like we truly effed up. Yeah. And um. Because some people are really like you know they know that people are in tune to that, so they want to make sure that they handle those things. Let me but tell at you. At the same time, I can understand why you wouldn't want to. Let me tell you the exact message I sent out to Bissell. Okay, let's, this let's is this is a noob approved message. Hi guys! Exclamation point. Hope all is well. I was wondering if you altered the substance recipe, or it was just me having a bad day or a bad batch. In quotes. It's my favorite beer of all time. I just wanted to go to the source and not speculate. Any insight would be great. Then, just hours later, I come on the podcast to speculate. So <laughs> you, you speculated pretty hard. I feel you, like you, put you them gave a, them an opportunity. Though. You put them Eight in a tough ago. predicament, though. I mean, they should have answered. You give them this, like, dichotomous, like, view of, like, 
was I either having a bad day? Yeah, was it me? Was it you? Was it me? Or was it like, was it just a bad recipe? There, there could be multiple options there. Yeah, I gave them out. You gotta leave it wide Usually, open. I gave them out. You gave them just a few options. Yeah. Usually I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of people that criticize beer like batch to batch. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm making an exception here, Ben, for you. I get that. Because I, I know you. this beer is near and dear to your exactly. heart. And I wouldn't talk about it if it wasn't. And if you were gonna, if you were gonna talk about a beer and the recipe of a beer and how a beer tastes and looks. Yeah. And you, any other beer, I would be like, eh, I don't know, but like, I know substance is your jam. Yeah. And it has been for a long time. So I'm, I'm going to take your word for it and, and believe you on this. But I, I feel like a lot of people do this. And I know you've seen this in beer groups. Right. You've seen this in beer groups. Yeah. Like, I hate the Drugs B3 better than B2, which was <laughs> yeah. not as good as B1, but oh. B4 was the, like, I hate that stuff. I guess. And I, I feel like people that get that far, like, into it, like, you can't go back three or four years and recall a beer right. with any kind of accuracy where you can compare it to three yeah, others. Right. Like, that's not. And the fact you can appreciate, like, you, you're just not drinking it all the time either. Mm-hmm. Which I guess can go good and bad, but at the same time, you're like, I remember what this tastes like. This, yeah. is, this is my favorite beer. Like, I remember what my favorite beer tastes like from other half, like the Mosaic Double Daydream, you know, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is. They, they name their things, but I remember that, and I'll always remember that taste. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate the fact that, like, you notice something different, and... Uh, and and you know I want everybody to know that you're more just curious than you are than uh, yeah. like accusatory or listen know, I'm not if you're this, just you're just like hey like yeah like hey if there's something changed let me let you know like it's yeah. maybe not a great change but because if it just happened to be a bad batch then so be it they have made changes in the past to different beers so not to substance so I remember a long time ago the I Lucky which is another one of my favorite beers from Substance the ginger it's a ginger IPA. In in the past, they made it. It was a West Coasty ginger IPA, clear and uh, very crisp. It, it was it was very interesting. And then the next time I got it, it was the hazy. It yeah. was creamy. They added much more mouthfeel, and you could pick up the ginger a lot more. It completely changed the way I looked at the beer. So I'm not saying that they've never changed anything in the past. And not that this might some other people might like it. I mean, I'm just saying I I don't. I don't prefer it to the old yeah. recipe. And this isn't me standing outside on JC's lawn, you know, yeah. and be like, oh, yeah. bring back the I old, th- play, old flavor profile. Yeah, yeah. Time will tell. This is me asking, yeah, and hoping, and hoping with every fiber of my being that they did not change that recipe. But I would think that that would be an interesting decision. Yeah. That, to say the very least, yeah. that would be noteworthy. Yeah. And something that you would need to address with your people because a place like Bissell has cult followers. They have a, obviously a huge following just in general. Mm-hmm. When you change something like that, it's not going to be something that people just go, eh, yeah, eh, yeah, that's not really noteworthy. Like, no, this is your flagship beer yeah. of a very well-renowned brewery. Like, we're going to notice that. So, Who yeah, people so. maximize their, you know, their allotments sure. each time. Yeah. Definitely, it's not like you know, like so. I'll keep you posted if I hear back from Bessel at all, and. Um, how are we looking on time, Mo? What's, uh, We're looking great. We're at about a half an hour right now. Oh, perfect. Dude. So we will save we uh, the be, next you know? topic. And we will end it, uh, as always, with Shelfer of the Week. Again, the new trend this year, we are doing a group Shelfer. We're doing one Shelfer for the show. Um, and this week, Mo, I know you're really 
really excited to announce this beer. Oh, am I? This is a beer I, that, that Mo and Todd both got to try at Extreme Beer Fest last year uh, without me. And not very, you know, they rubbed it in my face for an entire calendar year. And I finally saw it on shelves, and we're allowed to call it a, a shelf What is this Mo. story that you're telling? <laughs> so, Mo, what is, the, what is your show for the week? Oh, I don't got? even know if I want to share it now. Just it's like, it. all right. This is one of my favorite breweries, by the way. Uh, leading up to last year, this was always my unsung hero at the, the big festivals. Nice. I loved everything the Four Quarters brought. So, the beer that we wanted to talk about was Four Quarters Pickle Juice. Uh, it's a sour... It's conditioned on honeydew, cucumbers, and fresh dill. And I got to say, it tastes a shitload like a freaking pickle. Yeah. And it's it's great. It's it's crisp. It's sour. It's it's everything that you would want a pickle. Yeah. Drinkable. Pickle wasn't sour over, to be. Over, wasn't overbearing. Yeah. It so it like, actually tastes like pickle juice. 100%. Yeah. Really? 100%. Really? You know, but you know what's interesting? And I know this for a fact. We had pickle juice last year at EBF. They're bringing pickle back, okay, to this year's EBF. Interesting. Which is a technically a different beer, but for everything that I'm seeing, this sour ale is aged in bourbon barrels, um, but still four point five percent. I'm very interested. They in probably that. literally just put pickle juice in a bourbon barrel. You got four point five percent. Switched it around a little bit. <laughs> Switched it around. Poured it out. So you heard it here first. Four quarters pickle juice. Uh, what is Go and pick it, it up. What is uh, pickle juice actually percentage? Was uh, it four or five? Yeah, four or five. Well, this the last one's four or five too. Pick, yeah, pickle juice is four or five, and then pickle back is four or five as well. But somehow sees time in bourbon barrels. I have I'm seen it on shelves that, locally. So four quarters pickle juice. If you have a chance to pick it up, trust us. Way up there. Well, in trust Mo and Todd. Don't trust me. Um, you ben will enjoy it. But that is all we have for today. So Mo and Todd, thank you for joining me so much. Always uh, a pleasure. Good time, man. We will see you later. We will see you at another time.